I'm ready to begin the show. We need something that's clean and for families right here at the beginning of the episode so as to not... Remember, kids, alcohol is a great way to forget your problems. Oh, sure. When, when what's-his-name from The Fault in Our Stars, the cancer guy from The Fault in Our Stars, keeps a pack of cigarettes on him to remind him that he could get cancer at any time, it's fine. But when I binge drink to remind myself I could become an alcoholic, it's a problem. <laughs> okay. Um, Is that not family friendly? I think, well, it's not, it's like, it's, it's kind of, it's like funny with like a, a large helping of sadness. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not, it's not. It's know, like it's bacon like, wrapped Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast not mired in controversy. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick, and I'm not talking about it. Yes, I was bait, and you succeeded. You did not. Uh You didn't dive Uh right in. I'm I'm excited about today's episode. I am too. I think. You know why? Tell me. Because we've we've kind of developed. Now, I think by now, our listeners, we've gained trust in our audience. When we were younger, we made promises and didn't fulfill them, right? Like, we were like... But it wasn't it wasn't really like we make it promises. It was like we have this idea and we just couldn't follow through because we had like a job and like no know, discipline. No discipline. We had yeah. like classes to go to. Like yes. that was the only we in had college. To... We were so busy in college. You yeah, know, the time where you have the World most free time ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but now, now I think by now our audience knows now. that we we make a decision and we stick with it. So I we we said we were going to um, create a topics channel in the Discord. It's just me and Ethan. We just send topics. We don't explain them. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. I love yes. seeing <laughs> I love seeing this. We got a bunch of topics to pick from. Oh yeah. We had a discussion about um. You guys, we had a we had a, a survey sent out. We got almost a hundred responses. Right. This was incredible. I felt like a professional marketing executive. Oh yeah. I made a survey. I sent it out. I got the results. I put those results in a spreadsheet. I color coded it. And then I sent it to my business partner who then did did not read the results of the survey. And I was like, Oh, this is why marketers are so mad all the time. This is why this is why there's a marketing complex is because people like Patrick drive them to the brink. They drive them to, (laughs) to the edge and it's only other marketers that can pull them back. But far and away, the most feedback that we got was, Hey, Books. books books man, man. we books. want books there a was... lot we thought we thought we were going to get a lot of bible cast stuff like people like mrs ruby shout out mrs ruby she joined the patreon purely for the bible cast so we stopped doing it so we that's awesome. three episodes and we stopped we did three of it so oh, we famously we did the bible cast but we did it like that was one of the first times we were like we made a promise we we're going to do it It just wasn't working and so we stopped yeah it was hard we pivoted to just a bonus podcast which has been going well like people have responded to it but but people are like some people are like hey you know I don't really want to pay for more of the thing that I already get. Like I'm okay with just one crunch episode. Like sometimes I'm missing something, but like, I, I really don't, I really just like, I like the free content. That's fine. But what they did say was we would join Patreon at the 10 month, $10 a month level. If you guys did a book club of yes. some sort. And this is your, this is your peers. This is not, we went out and we interviewed John on the street and John said, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Also Schmidt. And, and his, his friend, my friend also also and, and i asked him you know how much would you pay per month for a 
crunch bonus podcast and he said ten dollars a month no this is this is people who are in the discord this is people yeah. who care about the community mm -hmm. people just like you listener are saying this and you're probably thinking to yourself i me too this i'm just like me, me. <laughs> i hope you are <laughs> yeah so a lot of people said you know we want we want book stuff and we were, we were talking about we we're going back and forth we're making a big change this is what it's we're actually doing. not that big of a change it's a huge you gotta frame it you gotta frame it right. oh sorry yeah big announcement guys huge um, announcement <laughs> big change this is what so we're doing in the past ethan would you know come on the podcast and say hey i read a first chapter of a book and it was either a spiritual book or it was like a john senior book or it was like you know some kind of just like so we um I was reading. we we hit a lot of genres right we hit like great liter great books of literature Fiction, and spirituality books and, and spirituality, other things lit fic and stuff lit like that thick and the Bible. And so we want to, we want to do those Bible. things because we don't want to become a Catholic podcast, right? And no. Catholic podcasts tend to be like, let's have a five hour conversation about like Teresa of Avila's interior castle. And it's like, that's fine, but mm -hmm. that takes a lot of work to prep. And I think that we are doing fine with our outward facing free content. Like people already like it enough to come back. And, and so I don't think we yeah. need to put any and more work in the free stuff. We're at a place in our life where I don't really want everyone in the world to know about what I think about interior castle. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't want to be be like a spiritual influencer. Yeah. Yeah. So so we we decided we were going to uh we're going to kind of model it like this. We're going to uh and Ethan, this was you texting me and telling me about it, so you can tell me if I, I got something wrong. Yeah. Um we are going to uh talk about spirituality, um spiritual books of fiction, the Bible, uh great works of literature on the bonus podcast. And we are going to do our regular comedy shtick uh, during the regular show. In addition to, we'll bring up a topic. We'll have like a, I was reading a book recently and mm -hmm. it's going to be some kind of nonfiction general interest thing of like, Hey, that's interesting. I never knew about that. Cause Ethan and I have varied interests, right? Like I was like, guys, I can finally talk about roads. It was so funny. Ethan was like, don't talk about it. And everyone on the discord was like, please talk about it. And so I might talk just, about it, right? It's uh, what I said on the Discord is my litmus test is if I'm bored, I assume everyone else in the audience is bored. So Patrick's That's not like, the case. Patrick's like, well, I, I went to the zoning meeting and I talked to the, you know, and I'm like, please, someone make make a joke. Listen, you know, I'm listen, dying. I I can make I can make boring things interesting. I know you this can. for a fact because I talk about theology to children and they do not care. But they I just listen. have a very I, short attention span. I, is I the just, problem. I should address the straw. This is a Leo. This is one of Leo's toys. <laughs> That's okay. No, you, you can have a straw on you if you need I it. I gestured with it. It seemingly came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a prop show now. We're now, we're, we're a prop, prop show now. Like, one time Can't when I was, I was doing a, I was doing a play in high school and I was the major uh -huh. general. I don't know if you knew this, the major general. I, you were I a very pirates. model of a modern major general. Yeah. So I, when I was in sixth grade, my first ever musical with this group of people was, was Pirates of Penzance. And I played, major general and then we we went through like theater together in high school and our very last show six years later as seniors in high school was the pirates of penzance and everyone reprised their role reprised so the girl who played the girl who played the main girl and the guy who played the main guy and me we all played the same role in sixth grade and in high school that's fun and so we had a bunch of references to our sixth grade production like i brought my teddy bear to like sing a song with because it was a goofy thing and anyway in the first scene i gestured with my umbrella it was a pink lacy umbrella it was very funny uh-huh cute and it flew into the orchestra pit and hit a clarinet in the head. And <laughs> you killed a girl. Everyone thought it was intentional because I just kept going. <laughs> well, you can't stop in a musical. No, of you course know? not. I'm in the, the middle show of a show must go on. That's the one thing everyone knows about the show is that it can't <laughs> stop. 
<laughs> Once it's started, there's no stopping it. Yeah, the show must go on. Does it, bodily injury. This is why they say break a leg is so that if you hurt someone in the orchestra pit, <laughs> you're just supposed to keep going. You know yeah. what I mean? Break her leg, not yours. That type so of thing. So Ethan and I have been trading hot takes back and forth for the past couple of days. Ethan's hot takes are always more entertaining than mine because mine have like, you know, like I read a book and I go, hmm, I think this thing about this thing. And Ethan's mm-hmm. like, you know what? This, I don't, I think cats should vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, let me, let me just, let me just recap everything we were saying about the Patreon before we get into our, our topics for the week. Uh-huh. Unless you were going to do that already. No, I, I don't know. Go ahead. So here's what's going to, here's the big change just to make it clear for everybody. $10 a month on Patreon. You're going to get, you're going to get some bonus podcast content. We're goofing and gaffing, oh, yeah. but we are going to be, constantly from now until the end of time reading a book or a book of the bible or a spiritual book classical fiction we're going to stick to the to the great works you know we're going to try and start to work through some of these things and we're going to talk about them we're going to go at our own pace whatever makes sense for where we're at in our life yeah we're not planning this out like the bible cast we're not planning there's not going to be a schedule there's going to be anything it's just patrick and i are going to dynamically agree like okay let's read these next couple more chapters this week let's get through this you know if we're doing like Tobit, you know what I mean? We can do all of Tobit maybe in one week. You know what I mean? Sure. Something like that. But yeah. if we're doing Moby Dick, you know, that might be six months. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of the the plan that we're going to go with. But we're always going to be picking something new. We're going to keep working through that. And then on the main show, still comedy, still uh, 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 topics, but mostly focused on uh, nonfiction, current events, you know, things that are happening in the world, things that are less, uh, that take less... <laughs> energy really yeah yeah (laughs) because it's it's like because it's the free thing you know what i mean we're trying to make sure that we can balance both what we're good at and also what our families need and also what each other needs and all of that stuff so if you want to begin to listen to the new and improved bonus show it's going to start the week after easter so the first friday following easter this upcoming easter will be the first release of that new and improved bonus podcast Yes. Patrick, what book are we reading? That's that a really good question. It's a really do good question. Do you want to do Hunchback? Yeah, because we both have it. Don't don't you have yeah, a copy of it? I, yeah, I've been I've been looking forward to reading it. Great. I, yeah. Our first book is going to be The Hunchback of Notre Dame by Victor Hugo, mm-hmm. which sounds like a made up name. No, it doesn't. <laughs> we got some. All names some, are made up to a certain. You tell you tell me you know a guy in real life named Victor. The only guys I think point. the only guys I think I've ever met in my life named Victor are like uh first generation Asians that are born in America with like Asian parents. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they always have like these strange American names that like it's like oh that's not crazy that this my friend who's Vietnamese is like named Victor. You know what I mean? I don't know. You don't know I what don't. I'm talking about? No. All right, well never mind. No. The, a lot the only the Viet- well, lately. not the only Vietnamese person, but uh, the Vietnamese guy that I know, his name was B- Father BK. I don't actually know what that stood for, but he's a priest. His name was Father BK. Um, one of the most awkward encounters I've ever seen mm-hmm. at mass mm-hmm. was when Father BK, who is a Vietnamese man and was a child during the Vietnam War, mentioned a part of his hometown where he's from. 
And he turned to the deacon who was significantly older and said, Deacon Tom, you know, you were there. And he goes, and like, you can just see the flashbacks in Deacon Tom's face because Deacon Tom was in Vietnam as a soldier. (laughs) Whereas Father BK was a refugee when he was a boy. And so they both suffered, obviously, but like Father BK was very like nonchalant about it. And like, it was wild. It was a wild. Father Father BK introduced himself to our church and said that at his old church, people called him Father Lollipop. And I was like, who is this guy? He and it was because he used to keep lollipops on him and he would give them to the kids ah, as like a little treat. Can't do that anymore. No, you really can't, which is a shame. Yeah. The only place you can get some a of them lollipop, were laced with the good stuff. The only place you can get a lollipop as a kid anymore is like great clips. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't even get them in great clips. You don't? No. What? I don't have lollipops in my great clips. Also, what? I stopped going to great clips. Yeah. Okay. The the pot the podcaster is now going to different places to get his haircut. <laughs> Where do I you went, go? I, well, I, I today I stopped going to great clips today, and I went mm-hmm. to I went to get I went to get a haircut at this like this local place. It's just like owned by a guy. He just opened it up, mm-hmm. and it was really pretty. It was a really pretty space. Like he had these like these like gold metal chairs and like this beautiful ceiling, and it was it was like this tiny 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 shop, but it was very well. But you could tell he cared about his business. His name, his name was, his name was Austin, and he, he gave me a fresh cut. He shaved up my, cleaned up my neck. Mega mind meme. No lollipops. No lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was no like, uh, there, but they, he did, he did the hot shaving cream. Ooh, on hot your towel. neck. Oh yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Hmm, it was amazing. Hot so, towel, so nice. So you paid for a sensual experience from a man. <laughs> <laughs> Not ashamed. <laughs> not a shame. we were talking about it i was like there's not many places like this anymore like barbershops like you don't really he was like yeah like a lot of a lot of people like don't a lot of people like don't recognize how much aesthetic goes into building a barbershop putting a barbershop mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. i was like yeah, i don't think we realize how you know barbershops really were supposed to be aesthetic places and there's not a lot of like continuity between you know the 1950s 60s barbershops and the barbershops today there's really mm. no you might see the spinning pole you know but he said, like the spinning, like the barbershop candy, the pinwheel thing. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, he was like, yeah, the the uh, the reason why was barbershops kind of fell out of style in the 70s and 80s. Ethan, do you know why? Can you think of why? Because all the hippies grew their hair out and they weren't getting haircuts anymore. And they were going to salons, not barbershops. Oh, they were going to salons? Yeah, because their hair was the length of a woman's. And so they were going oh, to salons. So they had to go get it trimmed and 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 tank detangled and whatnot yes yeah and so barbershops really weren't a thing anymore but they're resurging because now everybody's doing the taper and the skin fade and the well that explains why red foreman was always so upset is that his son was going (laughs) to a salon you know what i mean and he honestly was angry in in childhood you agree you uh you resonate with eric Foreman, but as you get older you you're like yeah red foreman had some uh he was right he had some good points. He was like, no one, there's no, they're not opening a philosophy factory down the road. You know what I mean? Like at a certain point, <laughs> that's one of the jokes that I remember from, I'm that's getting a great. degree in philosophy and he goes, yeah, that's good. I hear they're opening a philosophy factory on the other side of town. <laughs> that's, that is pretty funny. I like the way that they wrote him because they didn't make him like how they would make that character now, where he's just like, they did make that character now. No, 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 no. Like if they, if that, if that 70 show came out in the year of our Lord, 2023, you can't look me in the eyes and tell me that red Foreman would be written the same way that's true he was like he would uh, he, he would a be lovable old guy he would be way more racist and way more misogynist oh, yeah. and he'd just uh-huh. be the villain of the show yes you know what yeah. i mean 
because back then they could write it and they were like, oh, these are, this is just like funny tendencies about this type of guy. And we could all yeah. laugh at it. But now it would have to be making a point. Same, about... same with Ron, same with Ron Swanson, I think. I don't yeah. Think write, I don't That's even think you'd write Ron Swanson like this anymore because like they, they meant for him to be the villain and he just ended up being a lovable mm-hmm. character. You know, he's the most, yeah. he's the, he's the most interesting character, you know? Yes. Cause there's a, there's an inherent conflict. Like Leslie Nope is not a very interesting person. She has a job that she loves beyond. Careful who you say that to what leslie nope isn't a very interesting character oh you're, why do people you're gonna make a like, lot of empowered women very upset well, she's just not a very interesting character <laughs> what she's like michael scott michael scott she had to more... become and she had to become interesting later in the first season yeah. she's just like i have a job and i love my job and it's like why do you love your job you work at the government but but ron swanson hates the government and works for the government like that's yeah, inherently that's interesting there's, there's you know interesting he has like, a claim on his desk you know yeah that's like hilarious you Wait, know? that's funny He's, it's a more interesting guy. I think that barbershops are good, and I will I, s- I will stick to this, but I also like how I can go to the great clips, and they just punch in my phone number, and they're like, oh, you get this haircut? I'm like, yeah, and then they do it, and then I'm out of there in 15 minutes. You know what's crazy about barbershops, though, is they could, uh, like, remember you. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that I went to a barbershop when I was a boy. Mm-hmm. when i was probably from the age of 13 to about 21 when i left kansas city there was a barbershop that i would go to in my hometown they never remembered well, <laughs> like yeah, i went I, mean, you're, you're I, I only went there no it's it's what do you mean it's just because i'm a kid i went there How as often frequently did you get your haircut as frequently as a man as a man that you gotta you gotta specify some guys get their haircut every month i i went a normal length of time getting my hair what is your normal length of time for me sometimes I, it's six months a couple months, two months, okay. three months. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? They knew they saw they knew me from when I was in diapers as an eighth grader, all the way through when <laughs> I had graduated college. Okay, and I I still sat down in the chair, same guy. I'd be like, so what are we doing today? And I'd be like, the same thing that you've been doing to my head for the last ten years, Bruce. <laughs> You know what I maybe mean? Maybe he just so wanted, no one. Maybe he was like signaling that. You're romanticizing the barbershop experience. Me romanticizing a small town experience is a thing that exists. Ethan, I think he was subtly uh, signaling to you that you need to change up your look a little bit. <laughs> it's like, so what are we doing today? He's like, you need to try something else. <laughs> That'd be crazy. You know, people go into tattoo parlors. They're like, do whatever. You know what I mean? You should yeah. do that at the barbershop. Like, do you know? Do I kind of did that? I was like, look, really? this is kind of what I like. You're yeah, kind of hot this- right now. I will oh, say. really? Yeah. If people aren't watching on YouTube, they should watch on YouTube and look at how hot Patrick is right now. <laughs> Please don't do that. He's blushing. <laughs> He's blushing right now. I'm just pink naturally. <laughs> You're embarrassed about how cute you are, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I, I, um, what was I saying? Yeah, I kind of went in there and I was like, hey, this is kind of what I like. I like a pushed back, you know, side part, tapered haircut, no fade. You use, you use a bunch of words that I don't know. Oh, so a pushback is push, just when you push. push it sounds like back. you sound like you're describing skateboard tricks just now. So the only <laughs> word that you should not know is the word taper, maybe, but you should know the word taper because you have one. Pushback. Taper is when it's longer on the top than it is on the sides. It's a goofy footed ollie, and uh, it's super simple to execute. You pushback means you push the hair back. Get the side guard. part means you part it on the side. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not. I've used a bigger it's just a, words it's a, in the podcast. Can I? You sit down, like, the barber chair. Can I get the McTwist? Can I get the McTwisty? Can I get the? Can I get the kickflip supreme? 
but on my skull. Thank you. You just say all the crunch wrap supreme barber says say no more. He just puts Taco Bell on your head. It was great. Can I get the? Uh, hey, can I get the? <laughs> what are you looking up? Can I get the flip and shove it on my? Can I get the mall grab, please? Absolutely, man. I'd like the nine hundred. I, can I get the Tony Hawk <laughs> on my head, please? <laughs> please. Anyway, please so and then and with the beard, I was like, I don't know, same thing, kind of. I like it shorter on the sides, longer on the bottom. Yeah, push it, push it back. I don't, I don't. But I, I was like, with the beard, I was like, just do whatever. He's like, cool. Do you want like a straight edge, uh, like lineup? Do you want a straight edge razor to line it up? And I was like, honestly, yes. Never tried it, but I'll do it. And it's 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 nice and lined up right here. Slate it's lined up on the bottom. Razor. Yeah, so dude. Much, this is why barbers back in the Wild West, okay, the barber was the doctor. Yeah, that right? was the same. That was the same in 1500 Spain too. In 1500 Spain, there's always a barber. In who's Don a Quixote, the barber is like a main character. Yeah. Right. Right. And this is it, it, it because I think they were the only people that were trusted to have sharp objects near the throat, and so it's like, okay, you can trim my beard without killing me. Certainly, you can also put this bone that's protruding from my arm <laughs> back where it's supposed to go. That's why you I need a cosmetology license thrown from my horse. You know what I mean? Yeah. I sure. think society would be better if we made your guy, mm-hmm. David, whatever his name is. If he, if he had to not Austin, only, yeah. <laughs> if he not only had to know what a, what a kick kickflip shove it is, but uh-huh. he also would have to know how to do like a splint. You know, I think that would be better. I, I I had a great time with this barber. He, he his his like family came in, like his wife and his daughter came in because they were dropping stuff off because it was the morning. He didn't realize that he was gonna have an appointment yesterday. Mm. So like I booked like in the middle of the night last night, and so he didn't. So his he was like, I have no appointments in the morning, so you can come by. And his wife came by, and his dad was like using his phone to like order a new phone. It was there for like the entire haircut. Yeah, and his daughter was like running around and like. Uh, was like yelling at her mom or something and they were like oh my gosh i'm so sorry like no this is just what running a small business is like i don't care that you have a family i have one too you know it's like they're like oh you come here to get away from that noise i'm like first of all no i didn't my house was so quiet when i left like it's totally fine um i don't care that kids are loud also people were patient with me when i was younger so why should i be right why should i demand that everyone else be quiet you know also, if I'm going to go somewhere to get away from my family, I'm not going to go somewhere where I have to sit and someone else is touching me and then I'm all itchy and then I have to pay for it. You yeah, know, like no, I'm, I'm going to go to a cigar bar. I'm going to go somewhere where I can no children, <laughs> where I can I can affect my metabolic and mental state with with yeah. with liquids. And there, and, there are places you know I mean? where you this is why I don't understand where why people get so mad about kids. Like there are places you can go that don't have kids. There are places you can go where it's illegal to bring a child. Mm. you know but yes. i get mad that there's kids at the park that's where they yeah. go yeah there's kids at the library that's where they go that's a great retort to be like oh i can't believe your kids are being so loud it's like go to a strip club if you don't want to be around kids and then they're nope, like don't oh, say that i will say that i will say that because it's right it's the right you won't be around kids go somewhere where kids aren't allowed and it's usually an inappropriate place not for you not for i was anyone. talking about like bars and cigar lounges which oh. are totally fine places to go <laughs> well there i feel like there's fewer and fewer bars that you can't bring your kids to these days. You think you know? so? Yeah, well, profits are smaller, so they got to expand their market, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think profit margins are smaller at bars. They buy they buy alcohol in bulk and then charge twice what it's worth 
Post COVID, the only way to stay afloat as a bar is to serve alcohol to minors. And I know this because I know some guys in the restaurant industry and they're telling me every day, yeah, just started selling to 14 year olds. And other guys like I had to go down to 13 and they're all saying this. Oh yeah. Bo Joe doesn't know about it. So don't, don't tell, tell Joe. Don't tell Joe. <laughs> but, Joe but the kids are fine because they can't drive. So there's no risk. You know what I mean? There's no. <laughs> this is crazy because we had a conversation about drinking as a minor 20 minutes ago. <laughs> did we really? Yes. Yes. We talked oh, about yeah, how we, did. we talked about how if you develop a drinking habit when you're 16 to 25, you're more likely to be an alcoholic in adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's all well and good. I'm glad <laughs> you went to the barbershop. I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's been yeah. nice. I've been I, for those of you who don't know, I am moving to Melbourne. Yeah. That's public that's why, now. That's why you're sitting in an empty room right now. Yeah, I'm sitting in an empty room. I'm podcasting in my home because I've been booted from my office. I'm a stray I'm a sojourner, a stranger in a strange land. And Ooh, uh, I'm moving Robert to Melbourne. Robert A. Heinlein. Much like Ethan, I am leaving the profession of professional ministry where you can dress however you want because what are they going to do? Fire you? And uh, I am going to sales in which they could fire you and you don't want that. So I have to clean up. Uh, I have to dress business casual. Are you gonna be a button-down shirt guy? Yeah, definitely. Ugh. I don't look good in polos. I gotta. I, I got. I got. I don't like. I don't like how I look in polos. We just gotta get you the right polo. Look, I know you're a polo king, but like, I don't king? think I look good. Goodness. Dude, you are the king of polos. When Why? I think of guy in polo, I think of you. Tell Why? me I'm wrong. Put why? in the comments below if you think okay. I'm wrong. Even in a polo is First okay. of all, explain to me why. Because that is nobody has ever in my life. Usually things that you say to me, I'm like, I can see where this comes from. Because I've other people I've seen in my you life dress business casual, you are wearing a polo. Yeah, that's because I'm fresh and fit and hot and do you own a button down shirt? Yeah, I own a few. How often do you wear it? When I have to. When? What do you wear to work? What do you wear so, to Dallas when you drive to Dallas? When I so yeah, when I when I go to Dallas, the first time I went, I wore a button down. Yes, that makes sense. And when so I was in Dallas, nicer. When I was in Dallas, when it, for a meeting with a donor, I wore a button down. Oh, good. So if I'm going to donor meetings, I'm wearing button downs. Mass every weekend, I wear I wear a button down and I wear a blazer every weekend at mass. Oh yeah. So I'm not, I'm not slacking. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I have. Four button-down shirts, one of which fits me. That's Two. Crazy. Fit I only me. have I only have three actually, but all yeah. of them fit. <laughs> I just got one from my friend that he was getting rid of, and then two I've had I think since college. But sure. I so sue me because I prefer to be business casual in a more comfortable and fashion-forward way. No, dude, you look good in polos. That's what I, I'm saying. Yes, I am the polo king. And if you have a problem with that, there, I don't have a problem with that. I was just <laughs> saying that you are. <laughs> Well, we could. What we should do? This would be fun. This would be a fun. This, what you're doing right now sounds like a certain website I know about. And I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> Church militant? No, you're taking offense at something that was completely innocuous. Like the New York do Times. On, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what we should do? This would be a fun video to make. Is you and me go to like a crazy store, like a Macy's, and we go and we try on. We do like a scene from like that was a the most 90s. middle class thing you've ever said in, my, in your life. <laughs> We go to we do like a '90s montage where you're like in and out and you're do, you're trying on different polos. Like Pretty Woman. Like Pretty Woman. Yes. Or that scene in the My Brother, My Brother, Me television show. Sure. <laughs> they did everything.
They did. They're still they doing started a podcast at the best time to start a podcast. Yeah, in 2009 mm-hmm. when they were one of five podcasts. Right. Anyway, but yeah, I, I, I went to a uh, I went to a, a men's warehouse yesterday. Again, that I, I was making fun of you for Macy's, but I went to a men's warehouse. Yeah. And I went to him. I was like, OK, look. Measure me. <laughs> did you just walk into the store <laughs> and just tipos? I'm ready. Yes. Bring, exactly. Bring the tape. <laughs> Give me a tape hug. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's basically what I preferably, did. The guy was super nice. Preferably, I would like to be measured by the the oldest white man. That Dude, every men's guy. warehouse has this old. It has there two exactly two things. Is yeah. the oldest white man that you've ever seen, and an Asian <laughs> man working in the back. That's every men's warehouse. Have you noticed this? Every yes. men's warehouse I go to, and it's like, oh, they time to mark it up. And then just this guy emerges from the back. He looks like he's out of the movie The Matrix. You know what I mean? He's got like all <laughs> kinds of materials and 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 machines back there. Yeah. And he comes out and he's got specs on. And he goes, we marked you up with chalk, and then he's gone. He disappears. It's like, where? Who are? <laughs> where did you go? Where did you go? <laughs> did you Why do? do I need? I want to be with you the whole. I don't want to be with this guy because he just touched me, and then tried mm-hmm. to upsell me three hundred dollars. Yeah. I want to be with the Matrix man in the back. You know he's what I mean? Gonna, he's going to give me a good deal. He's going to give me a good deal. He's going to tell me like it is. Yeah. He probably is running this whole thing. Yeah. So I went to Men's Warehouse and I said, measure me. I tried on a bunch of clothes and I found out that I'm a 3830 athletic. Okay. okay. The reason I'm athletic is because not because I actually run, but it's because my thighs are too big. My thighs are like twice the size oh, of my calves. You've got, you've got the squat rack. Yeah. That's the problem is that, well, I mean, they're the, um, Mm-hmm. the the stubborn fat on me is on my belly and on my thighs and so stubborn like fat. the fact that i've the, I, i've i've worked my calves a lot and it's fine there's not a lot of fat content down there there's mm-hmm. a lot of fat in my thighs my thighs are very big and so athletic cut gives a little more room up there and, and tapers down at the bottom which is why i like joggers because it tapers so it, i don't look like my legs are massive you know i don't look like steve carell in uh <laughs> the cr- crazy stupid love you know does he have massive legs in Crazy Stupid Love? No, in Crazy Stupid Love, he's wearing like really big frumpy clothes. Like that's mm. kind of his thing. Is like, and then yeah. Ryan Gosling is wearing these nice tailored suits. Yeah, you it's know? very funny in that where he's like, "What are you wearing?" He goes, "These are my four oh sevens. They're like dirty New Balances." Yeah, it's <laughs> <That's> very funny. <laughs> but yeah, so I I went there and I was trying on a bunch of clothes, and I noticed I was like, "Man, I don't look good in any of these because I'm not clean. My hair is messy. Mm-hmm. My beard is unkempt." Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gotta like, I gotta make. The, you got those glasses. Make... <laughs> Dang man! <laughs> I'm glad that you got These the joke classic, right away. All right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the glasses. <laughs> no, there's nothing. They're, 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 I, I chose them because they're the least statement piece you could possibly do, and I don't want to not wear glasses because they contrast my face and they they make me look a little less mm-hmm. washed out, you know. <laughs> this week on first of all, this week on the yard, this week's episode of the yard is the one of the funniest podcasts I've ever heard in my entire life. Like I was literally I'm I was mad cr- at Aiden so I'm not listening to it. I was crying laughing in the That's car. Good. Like it That's was good. one of the very few like usually podcasts that are funny you're like, "Eh." But like this one it was just it was just the the energy that you need which is just like they're yelling at each other the whole time and they're going back and forth <laughs> but at one point Nick takes off his glasses and he says they say that he looks like when a cartoon character takes off his glasses and his eyes instantly go down to like a little <laughs> a little speck that's what I look like when that's I, what I was, that's, what I was thinking, that's what happens to you 
yeah because yeah, it's the dark the dark like highlights the eyes and makes them pop that's yeah. like why that's when i when i was in theater i had to like put a lot of brown eyeliner on my eyebrows underneath my eyes i actually put eyeliner below my eyelids when i was in theater because you couldn't see my eyes they were you looked like in. robert pattinson in the newest batman film maybe i have not seen the film so you should watch it it's very good it's got the riddler in it. <laughs> oh i hear that he is a gay icon <laughs> is he i don't know <laughs> maybe i'm thinking of neil patrick harris <laughs> he played the riddler right no oh, jim, really? jim carrey played the riddler in oh. like the old movie and then what this... did i say <laughs> uh i just thought you might like the riddler because he kind of has like little puzzles and then you like solve. oh sure and then you He's solve like the a little... joker but with puzzles <laughs> the puzzler <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you have to solve this puzzle yeah. where I kill people. <laughs> Riddle me this, Batman. And then that's that's what every that's what every Batman villain is like. They're like, answer Joker's me this, penguin me this, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> penguin me this. It's so it's so difficult. So the funny. reason why they did the Joker is because clowns are scary. You can't yeah. do the Riddler in a dark, gritty Batman movie, and here's why. Why? It's such a goofy thing. No, it it's was such good. such a goofy thing. It was cool. You can't do the Penguin in a, bat, a gritty Batman movie. They did. Why is he called? They, they did? Yeah, the Penguin is in this one. The really? Penguin and the Riddler. The two that you just said that you can't do in a Batman <laughs> you film. You can't do that. The most recent Batman film had two of those. They're so in goofy. That's such a good. They're oh, cartoonish. Their whole thing is they look like a penguin. Yes, but he does look like a penguin. And it is funny. <laughs> and there's a scene where they make him waddle. And he looks like a penguin. It's good. It's because his feet were tied up. He was being interrogated. And so he kind of waddles. And it's good. Oh, sure. But the Riddler is good because he's like. He's like a serial killer angle. You know what I mean? There's like, it's like Zodiac killer. killer. Me this, you, Batman. You're, this is the type of guy. Patrick's the type of guy that learns about uh, the Zodiac killer. It's like, this guy's too goofy to be killing people. You know what That's mean? how I feel about the Zodiac killer. <laughs> you think it's goofy that he, he left clues, but then also disemboweled young women? Yes. <laughs> me getting, I see, I see me the, I see getting the murdered by the Zodiac killer on Makeout Hill. Bro, you goofy ah right now. That's, what were you doing on Makeout Hill? That's what I say. If you got murdered on Makeout Hill, I'd be like, what you were you deserve doing on Makeout Hill? <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing at a place called Makeout Hill, right? Well, Listen, the, the Zodiac not, Killer was the name on the map. That's just what we call it down at West Point High, West Westmont High School. You know what I mean? That's what we call it at Makeout Hill High School. <laughs> <laughs> The, the high school came second. The high school right. came second. Right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Yeah, so I was trying all these clothes. That he, was like, he was like, oh, you're moving to Florida. You should check this out. Yeah. He was like, our jackets are all season, so you can wear them in Florida. And I was like, hey, all season in Pennsylvania means no season in Florida. All right. There is no season in Pennsylvania that feels like Florida. Um, and he yeah, showed but he showed me these like you linen gotta jackets. Wash it before you eat it. No season. What? Oh. No, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's not important. He showed me he showed me this like linen jacket and he had me he had me try on this like blue, like floral print shirt and Ooh. this like this like linen Ooh. jacket. Dude, I looked with the, with the button undone and my chain showing, oh. I looked so fresh. I was oh. like, man, 
I was like, I we cigar and like a little yes, hat. Yes, know? yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a Tommy Dude, and you, gun. And you, and you got to do business with the Cubans every once in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is a good idea. So here's the next era of the podcast. Patrick moves to Florida. He uh-huh. becomes a Florida man. <laughs> he, you start wearing. I'll embrace my Midwestern polo tendencies if you embrace <laughs> your Floridian floral print. But I, what I need, what I need. So like, I need to, I, I mean, I'm going into sales. So there's a possibility to make more money than I ever would as a church worker. And so like, there's a possibility to make more money, but there's no guarantee. So if I make a ton of money, I will, I promise you this listener, I will buy, not only will I reinvest in the podcast. That's what Phoebe and I were talking about. I was like, if I make a bunch of money in sales, I don't need someone to donate to our podcast. I can just buy ads, my dang self. Anyway. Um, so I, I promise you this listener, I will buy a linen suit a linen jacket, linen pants, and I will wear an Aloha shirt underneath, a Hawaiian shirt underneath, and I will look so fresh. Mm-hmm. I will look so fresh, and I will be so cool. I will be so airy because the linen, the linen, the air just flows through it, and the Hawaiian shirt just the air flows through it. You know, I'll get a little hat, I'll have a little cigar, I'll flip the jacket back like this, and I'll put my hands in my pocket, and I'll do business with the Cubans. <laughs> uh-huh. Will you also purchase a little Thomas gun, please? <laughs> I'll purchase a little Tommy gun. Yes, and they'll go do 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 do. Here's what I think. So I've been thinking a lot about this podcast, generally. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know you know, because you get all of my texts and my phone calls. Um, if it, I'm if not people... looking forward to being a salesman and running all my business calls through my phone and also having to field calls from cu- clients and calls from you. Like, hey, I, it's going to be don't, hard don't, to separate. Don't say field calls from me as if I'm I might get, I might get a, I might get a separate phone. I might get a separate phone for personal. That's mm-hmm. just you, Phoebe, and my family. <laughs> I think I would like you to have a phone that's just me, that only I have the phone number to. So that way, <laughs> there's no chance of you not answering when I need I would, an authentication. I would probably code. not carry it around with me. I hate you. Reality. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm kill sorry. you. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> in like the like the monkey, like the monkey. Did you see Ludwig's new video about that? You can't say that anymore. I know. I did see that. Someone got a dude. Someone got arrested. Did, did you Did you see that? I did. Someone got arrested for saying on 4chan that someone should shoot this cop in the face in Minecraft, right? Yeah. And then they he said it like pretty his... graphically though. Like he yeah. said it over oh, and he? over again and like Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like it was yeah. and then it's like a whole paragraph about how he wants to kill this guy and then it's like in Minecraft below it. You know what I mean? And so it's Yeah. And yeah. so like they unleashed the power of the state upon this person and I okay. What do you I think that that think? was bad. No. What, that he said that or that they arrested him? I think it was him? bad that he said that. I also think it's bad they arrested him. So you think that the state should not uh, investigate domestic terrorist threats? I think the state should investigate dire- domestic terrorist threats and then make informed decisions about who is actually a terrorist. How do they know if this guy's a terrorist or not if they don't arrest him? Well, the guy who was making he was making threats against was like, "Oh yeah, this is a guy behind his keyboard in his room." Okay, then why did you arrest him? Yeah, you know. Yeah, but like because it's because the because the sheriff was more like this is this the is the sheriff this is, got involved. Well, the sheriff was the one he was making threats against. Ah, the sheriff was uh, making was enforcing laws about hate speech, and this guy on 4chan said that he should be killed for that. And he's very graphic and it's very wrong and yeah. he should be punished in some yeah. way. But having the Florida CIA 
a, like raid his house and extradite him to Florida. The FIA. Yeah, the Florida Intelligence Agency. Yeah, going that. to his house in a different state and extraditing him to Florida to serve like prison time is like crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. And like I don't. We have a right to free speech in this nation. And it's not. It's not. Ju- it's not that. That's not. It's not. Oh, the, it's that, not the, baby. That's not the basis upon which I am defending this. I think that I think that this is an issue because it shows a tendency in the left to support intense police action, like aggravated police action against it against people in their interests. Mm. Like it's not a whataboutism to say if the tables were turned, if it was a if it was a a Republican and you know they used the arm of the state to silence someone who didn't like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like they obviously did this to show people you to scare people into not you know take they found someone who was saying something that was actionable and they took action. It's the same thing they did with with pirating music. Mm-hmm. They made an example out of someone. They ruined a person's life. In in a, in a, for in a way that's like in a way that's like very over it's oh it's an overreaction. Mm-hmm. If you can't prove that this man had also he talked to the cops, which was dumb. He shouldn't have done that. But like he shouldn't be put in a position where he can incriminate himself. I just don't I don't think I don't think that's right. And this is this is the issue with politics and with the with the centralized state is that both sides love 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 the Leviathan. Mm. Both sides love the police state. Oh, oh yeah, they they lap it up. Yes, you know, because it works for them as long as they're the ones riding the Leviathan. Right. And if they get to be the one in the driver's seat, they love it. But they don't always get to be the one in the driver's seat because it switches back and forth. And so they at the same time love the Leviathan and hate the Leviathan. Mm -hmm. And I'm just tired. I'm just tired. You're tired of man. Tired of the Leviathan. Yeah, I just I don't I don't like the idea that I don't like the I don't like the precedent that it sets. And you could say, well, Patrick, just don't say you're going to kill a sheriff on the internet. Yeah, I think that's true. I would true. say that. Yeah. I would say, I would say, don't just, oh, just don't, just don't break the law. Okay. But like, what, what am I, how am I supposed to know they're not going to extend this power further? Yeah. How, how do I know they're not going to extend oh, this power further? Oh, it's the slippery further? slope argument. No, but it, it, it's not a slippery slope argument at all. It's actually, it's actually a very, a very, a very uh, obvious thing. Like they have, they have punished someone for what they've said on the internet. So how am I supposed to know that they're not going to punish someone for what they said on the internet in a different way? We as Catholics have beliefs that could be constituted as hate speech. How long until you and me get arrested for what we do here? I don't think anytime soon. But the issue well, is, the issue. How is about like, we? How about we expedite it? <laughs> Number one way to get donations to your Patreon: get arrested. That's that's what I've heard. It's the old Andrew Tate model, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> that's what I've heard. Yeah, but yeah, it's, just, it's a little, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a. I, I guess you could say, I guess you could say it's a slippery slope fallacy. But a slippery slope fallacy is this thing is wrong because mm. it could lead to this. Yeah, but that's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying this thing is wrong because it is a a very open, <laughs> a very open and um abusive interpretation of the powers of the centralized state to enforce its laws. Yeah. I don't think the state should have the authority to do that. And I I also, yeah, the internet obviously is complicated and you want to make sure you do it all right. But it's like, if you have enough surveillance capacity to like find this guy on 4chan, find his house and then arrest him, then you have enough. You can watch him. You can just watch him. 
bug his house, get a get a you know get let the judge, you know, get, approve your surveillance tactics, like in The Sopranos, sneak in, <laughs> put a microphone in a lamp, and then listen to his conversations in a van outside of his house. And if it actually sounds like he's like, I'm gonna go to the gun store and buy the gun now, then you can you know go in there and get him. Yeah, but. I guess it's like, what takes more resources out of the state? I bet it's not surveilling him. I bet actually prosecuting him through the whole system and like putting him in jail is more of a drain on the resources of the state. And it's a show, it's a show trial is what it is. Oh yeah. It's a show trial. It's a, it's a, it's It's a a kangaroo court. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. picked the, they're like, Ludwig was like, oh, this guy looks so 4chan. I'm like, yeah. I bet that they did that's that on purpose they too. Picked him. They're not going to pick a Giga Chad to, per- no. to prosecute. No, they're going to pick a guy who looks like so so people don't feel sympathy for him. Right. Yeah. They, they, it's all yeah, it's it's, it's ca- you don't you don't you don't you don't think you don't think the CIA doesn't have marketing people who talk about this? No, dude. The CIA. We're not going to get into this. I can't talk about the CIA because you tell it was me founded by Freemasons. You're telling me that the stuff that I know about the CIA is not true. And it is true. I have learned it. It's real information that I learned on Twitter.com. And you don't think I don't, I don't know anything. About it. I am smart and I know stuff. I'm smart. Anyway. I'm uh, wicked smart. I'm wicked smart. Should we do Dr. Ethan's dating corner? Dang, is it time already? I don't know. We've been recording for like 48 minutes. I had I had like I had like a I had like a topic I wanted to talk about like we did so much on the barber thing like masculinity we did a lot on we did a lot on barbershop I read a book about we've only been on this call for an hour yes but I was waiting for thirty minutes from when we were supposed to start sure I understand that yeah but you me should have known better (laughs) I'm (laughs) you should know I have no better than to get into a podcasting relationship with me. No, I'm not going to take this. This might work with your business deals that you work down on the coast in Florida. <laughs> it's not going to work with me. I've got Midwestern come sensibilities. Down to the coast, we'll have a few. Laps. And where I come from, a handshake is a binding contract. <laughs> okay, once in my entire life. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. Yeah, that's right. And that means a lot. The virtual handshake. Put her there. <laughs> oh, I'll take it back because you're being mean. Dang, ice. Yeah, that's right. How does it feel? I, uh, yeah, we can go to Doctor in the Dating Corner. I read, I read a, I read, but I read a masculinity book, and I want to talk about it next time. We can talk I, about it next week. I have a hot, I have a hot take about, um, about patriarchy. Ooh, I, I, I put this in the top. It's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting topic. I have a hot take. Yeah, that's what we were saying in, in earlier. Is like the nonfiction books we read, like the pop nonfiction books and the stuff that's kind of a general audience. We'll talk about, but we don't. I don't think that, I don't think spirituality books, or even the Bible, are like general audience content. Yeah, it's like, and it's also, it's just, I don't know, it's so much, we live, we live secular lives, you know, so we should talk about we do. secular things. Yeah, know? I think, I think it's really cool that both of us have found ourselves in, so we were in ministry at the same time, and now we're both in Catholic companies that are doing ostensibly secular things. Yes. Like the Strong Towns people. It's like, it's run by a Catholic who unfollowed me on Twitter, so I don't think we're getting that interview. Yeah, I think I tweeted too much. Ooh. I wonder what I did wrong. Ooh, you went, what did you I do wrong? Enough time building a strong town. I didn't build enough strong Twitter, I guess. Should have had God. more bikes. Bike. But anyway, I should have more bike lanes on my Twitter account. But uh, I, I think I think like the general content stuff is good. Um, I think. Wait, what was I saying? You're talking about not pop nonfiction. Oh, pop nonfiction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't remember what I was saying. That's all right. 
You were saying that we are going to keep going and we're going to keep recording the show and it's going to keep being good and we're going to keep improving. And when you are settled in your new home in Florida, oh, I remember what I was saying. It will be better. I was saying it's cool that we're doing we're doing uh, we're doing generally secular things like you're working in the pro life movement, which is beyond Catholicism. I'm working in sales with a Catholic company that is not necessarily looking for only Catholic clients. So like, it's like a it's a it's a a, it's Catholics entering the secular space and renewing and perfecting the temporal order, which is what we were called to do. Um, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very good thing. And a lot of you guys, all of you guys are in that spot as well. You guys are Catholics out in the world. And so your teachers and your engineers and your zoo employees, formerly Courtney, <laughs> I, I'm mad that our, one of our listeners used to work at the Brevard Zoo and now she doesn't work there anymore. And I'm sad. I want to also say too that it's I don't want people to think that we're just paywalling spiritual content to like profit off of being Catholic. It's more oh, yeah, no, so, it's not just spiritual content. We're paywalling everything. <laughs> we're paywalling everything, but it's more so like to your point, we like that is not the main fabric of our lives anymore. And so it takes extra time and extra energy to make that content. And that's why it's paywalled. It's not we paywalled be, because yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, you should it's this is the really good stuff and you should pay for it. It's like, yeah, we obviously understand that it's the good stuff and it should be served for free. You know what I mean? Like Paul didn't charge for the gospel. We're not trying to charge for the gospel, but it's more so about like the time and energy it takes to make what we make about that kind of stuff really good. You know, like I could, I could talk about the Bible right now. It would be crap. Like it would not be a good (laughs) podcast, you know, because I haven't had the time to like think about it, pray about it, study it. Um, And the, your ten dollars a month on Patreon affords us that time to make that type of stuff. So yeah, and also it's like there's a smaller audience of people. There are our podcast is supposed to be broader, and so we want to keep doing that kind of content, but we want to put it somewhere that's less accessible, so that our brand doesn't become Catholic podcaster. Right. We want to have a Catholic podcast, even though we have Catholic podcast in our name. <laughs> yeah, it's a Catholic podcast in the name, but we want to be fun. We want to be the fun cast and not the man. I'm. You know, we're not like most Catholic podcasts. Yeah, we're, we're, cool like, Catholic we're like podcast. a cool. Catholic. Actually, unironically, that's true. Like I, I've been thinking. You think about, so? Yes. Like I've been thinking about other podcasts, trying to like figure out what to listen to. There, there's not a lot. One, one thing, days. Father Anthony did say when we were first started doing the rebrand way back then, hmm. he was like, "I was listening to the podcast and I thought, wow, they're doing it." And that I remember that often when I'm like feeling discouraged about the podcast. I was like, "Yeah, we did it. We like, we we may not have broken fully out of the." catholic podcasting world but my my twitter account has gone to like i had a tweet go You're blow violent. up once i had a tweet blow up once in in trans twitter like trans people loved this tweet for some reason say? i don't remember but they were they were clicking on the podcast and like, was it about the show podcast. twin peaks <laughs> nice that's, that's all um, i that's you've we've reached the end of my cultural knowledge about the trans movement that's, that's all that's that really i have funny. i um but they they were like they were like in the responses to i posted the 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 auto plug posted about the podcast and they were like a catholic pod a catholic comedy podcast that's interesting i'll listen to that and i don't know they might still be listening so if you're listening if you remember that what that tweet was post in the comments below i would like to say i'll pull up doctor isn't dating for me welcome to all of our trans listeners glad you're here this is uh, this is the thing about making jokes about the you keep this in you can keep this in i will this is the thing about making the the making jokes about gay people, making jokes about trans people, making jokes about Catholics, making jokes about Protestants. 
people are okay with you making jokes about a group, even if they're marginalized, as long as you are generally accepted as a member of that group or like adjacent to that group. So like when I was in theater, I could make jokes about my gay friends. I could like make jokes about how gay they were. And it wasn't a problem because they recognized me as a friend of theirs and they Mm -hmm. knew it wasn't in bad spirit. And this isn't, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, um, what are you saying? What are you laughing at? Nothing. <laughs> it's cool. They knew I like, was gay. It's like it's like cool because like I can make jokes about gay people because like my friends were gay and like I like wasn't. No, at I all. could make jokes <laughs> about my gay friends because oh, yeah. you're making a joke implying that I'm gay. That's it's really just funny. like you the, obviously like middle school basketball court. I know that goes. you're a married man, but just the way that you were saying it was very funny because it sounded like funny. you were that coping, but like I know you weren't. But it was just yeah, yeah, I was yeah. laughing. So carry on. It's like you can make you can make jokes about like you can make jokes about people as long as they know that you mean it in good spirits, right? Yes. And so like, but the issue is that, and that's not me saying, oh well, if I was friends with gay people, I could make jokes about gay people. Why can't I make this joke? That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is like you have to be recognized as a member of the in group. So I I think I think our our, our trans listeners know that I I uh, never mind. I think I think there 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 are some jokes that you can make like if you if you have an intimate knowledge of trans culture enough to know that Twin Peaks is apparently a big thing in that community, then you can make jokes about them. I think that's fine. Yeah. You, you can make you can make that joke, I guess. Noted trans ally Ethan Stevie. Noted trans ally <laughs> Ethan Stevie. It's like um oh what's a good example? What's a good example? I can't think of a good example. That's okay. We can go to Dr. Ethan's dating corner. Yeah. They're like, like when I lived in Texas, there were like there were, there were things that I knew about like Mexican families, and mm-hmm. I could make jokes about Mexican families, and it wasn't considered. Dude, your wife's Mexican. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, that's a you got the pass, bro. <laughs> but uh, her mom is a Mex- her mom is Mexican, her dad's not, and so she doesn't really have like a Mexican family, quote unquote. Hmm. Um, that's why do you would, put that's Mexican in quotes? I said Mex. I put Mexican family in quotes. It's funny. Thanks. Don't cancel me. Although I, we we were filling out we were filling out a form for Leo, uh-huh. <laughs> and it asked for his race. Yeah, you put Mexican. And I was like, I was like, Vivi, do I put a Mexican for our son? And she was like, No, <laughs> no, if, we don't. If freaking Elizabeth Warren can be one sixty fourth Cherokee, he can be one sixteenth Mexican. You know He's what I mean? Fourth. A, a fourth. A fourth Mexican. That's yeah. a quarter. Yeah, his, that's his, a significant. His, his maternal grandmother is from Mexico. Yeah. yeah. He's Mexican. Apparently. Patrick, you're Mexican. No, I'm not. <laughs> I think I speak more Spanish than my wife does. I th- I'm excited for your for your Spanish arc when you move down to Florida and you start you start speaking Spanish. It's a whole different it's a whole different kind of Spanish. It is. Yeah. It's very a interesting lot, a lot to Mexicans, me. a lot of Mexicans in Texas, a lot of Cubanos in Yeah. in Florida. I love I love the that the three big states, right, that everybody knows is like the three different kinds of uh, Hispanics. You yeah, know, West so Coast like Mexicans, East West Coast, Coast Mexicans, Mexicans and Cubans. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny to me. Welcome to Dr. Dean's Eating Corner. Sponsored by me. Everyone uh, who joins the Patreon at $10 a month to support our new and improved bonus podcast efforts. Patreon.com slash the crunch. Patreon.com slash crunch. Um, please uh, welcome Dr. Dean's Eating Corner. Uh, this is a question oh, yeah. from someone who wants to know how to date a focus missionary. Now, I don't know if they just want one or if they know one, but let's mm-hmm. see. <laughs> Dear doctor, I 33 male met a woman 30 F who used to serve with focus. So we are likely to be official soon. What are pro tips dating a former focus missionary? Okay. What do you uh, think? Even? 
Is that that's it? That's the whole. That's all the context. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you I would do a different one. Just date like a. I mean, they're people. You know. What do you? Great point. Next one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can I date my ex's best friend? There if we you, go. If you focus, guy. If you have more questions, ask more. Ask more specific questions. We'll answer them. But yeah. I don't know what you need. I don't know what you're lacking is. She's yeah. a woman. Treat her as such. <laughs> Maybe use words like spiritual multiplication when you're talking about having kids. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Drop, uh, drop the I, word theosis as often as you can, and oh, you'll be fine. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Love a good theosis. Can I date my ex's best friend? Yes. Male 20. I am a 20-year-old male. I was dating this girl who was part of my friend group for around two months. I eventually realized it wasn't going to work out, so I initiated the breakup. It went about as well as breakups do. She was pretty ex- upset, but accepted it. Fast forward three months, and somehow I found myself developing feelings for none other than her best friend. Uh Uh-oh, right? And these feelings are quite strong, too. Okay, so first thing, don't trust your feelings. They're quite strong. That's because it's new. All right, don't. I don't care. It's because you're you're both 20 years old, and you're just You're both 20 years old. full of just raging. When a 20-year-old tells me his feelings for this woman are strong. Oh, yeah? Crazy, man. That's That's wild. I'm I'm so surprised. Imagine that. that. Dude, yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's fine. I understand you like her for her personality and her body. Anyway, uh, there's nothing, there's nothing to do with your your home hormones at all. You keep you keep looking at her personality without thinking about it. Anyway, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's mean. Come on, um, you got, we got to be nice to our audience. You got to be nice to him. I'm just, I'm just, it's all good fun. I'm part of the in group. I'm making fun of you because I'm I'm a man too, and I've been there myself. All right, oh, these, oh, uh, it's hard to hear those criticisms too. Uh, somehow I found myself developing feelings. They're quite strong. To make things worse, the best friend has been initiating conversations with me that make it seem like she may feel similar. My Ooh. question is, is it wrong to pursue this? My main concerns are hurting my ex, but more importantly, damaging their relationship. Also, would doing that make me an insensitive person? It's all quite confusing. I have no idea what to do. No, this is normal. This is normal. I mean, this is yeah. fine. This There's is totally nothing. Fine. I think you're worried naturally because it feels like a big deal when you're in it. Because this is your whole world. You know what I mean? Yes, this friend group yeah. is everything right now. And it has been. And that breakup was like, whoa, this is this is affects the whole friend group. The whole uh, you know, and if I date her, this will affect the whole friend group. Again, odds are in a year, half of this friend group is gonna be friends with someone else. You're in college. You're you in might, college. Yeah. Things change, like people have different schedules. Like our friend group, like kind of formed freshman, sophomore year, and then like the med school students were a little bit busier and the engineers were a little bit busier. And then the people got really into the Catholic center leadership were a little bit busier and everyone just kind of had different schedules and routines. We'd see each other, but like that really strong core group was like not the same over the four years of college. And so definitely, I I don't know. I think, yeah, it feels like you're really screwing everything up right now, Mm -hmm. but what you're really doing is you're just going to be dating someone and it's going to be fine. And it's fine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, so I, I don't think you should yeah. worry about it. Also, he was dating this girl for two months. Yeah. And it's been three months. Yeah. You're good, dude. This is, you're good, this dude. is, you're, these are eons in college. This is a, this is a non issue. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Eons, and you're right. It is eons in college. That's like half a, we were dating for half a semester. Well, we dated from like the first test in that class to like the second test that we had in that class. You're totally fine, man. Just go for it. If she if she's dropping hints that she likes you, it's cool. It is cool. It's cool. And your ex can it's fine. Oh, they're best friends. That's okay. She she might go to the wedding. This right. this could be, I mean, hey, maybe. 
maybe you still feel a little insecure. This could be a way to flex on that ex-girlfriend. Like no, I really, I no, really, no, 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 don't do I that. I really, I'm, I really make sure that you're making out with this girl when the best friend walks in and then she's like, yep. Oh, Brian, I miss you. And then you could, you kind of do, you get both of them back and you're dating both of them at the same time. And you like go to Ryan dinner, movie. you go to dinner and you have both of them sitting on the opposite side of the restaurant and you're always going to the bathroom and running back and forth. It's like a Mrs. Doubtfire situation and you're just dating every girl that you can. And it's awesome. And you're super cool, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually take everything I said and throw it out the window. That's the way to go. Thanks, Ethan. You're Thanks, welcome. Dr. Ethan. Anything for Brian. Who has a real PhD. It's right here on the wall behind the camera. You can't see it, but it's there. Yeah. You got to trust him. I know you've all seen that wall if you've been on the Twitch channel. But that's no, true. All right. Well, that's it for the podcast today. Uh, I like recording a show with you. Thanks. And I'm excited, I'm excited to for see... this wall to turn into Sean's room. I'm excited Sean's for <laughs> I'm excited for you to move. Everyone pray for Patrick and his family in their big move. Max Keeble's big move. I'm so excited to move back to Melbourne, man. I yeah, love Melbourne. Awesome. I know Oklahoma City was the move for a while. And it still it's is. I mean, just because you're not doing it doesn't mean that it's the wrong decision. I you meant know what I for mean? me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this moving here is still right for you. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You moving no, to I'm Melbourne so, I'm so is excited. categorically wrong. No, it's not wrong. Leo. So I, I, Leo is going to be a fourth generation Melbourneian. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's Freemason crazy. town that you call home. Listen, that Patrick's guy's dead. Hometown okay, is killed. founded by a Freemason. Oh, he's dead? America was founded by Freemasons. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And look at the consequences. That's a good point. Harry Truman. Kansas was probably founded by Freemasons. No chance. Hey, Siri, Oklahoma City Freemasons founder. Search. (laughs) We'll we'll get into that on the next episode. But uh, you can go to patreon.com slash the crunch. You can subscribe to the Patreon. You can go to our YouTube channel. The Crunch Catholic Podcast on YouTube. You can subscribe there. We're up to 179 subscribers. We're trying to hit 200. Where's our plaque? We're almost there. Uh, you go to bit.ly slash crunch discord. We got 447 people in the discord. Amazing. Huge. If you haven't commented. We got some power players in our discord too. We got John Bosco Donahue. We got the guy from the Real Atheology podcast. We got Father Anthony and Harrison, but they're he's they're kind of dormant. We got some power players in the discord, baby. If you're in the Discord but you haven't commented, say hello. We'd like to know who you are. Be friendly. It's not weird to comment for the first time. Everybody wants to hear from you. We need your opinions. We need a more robust system of communication in the Discord. <laughs> yeah. We need everybody contributing. So come on in. Have a good time. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? I regret nothing that I've ever said on the internet. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.